I've talked to a lot of doctors that say, oh, running's going to injure you because that's all I see. Well, you know, they come to the doctor because they're injured, right? but they don't have to if they have the right training. Um, and basically, uh, the concept is really based on evolution. Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery, and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. This episode is powered by You Can. Fuel smarter during a run with the best no sugar energy gel on the market, delivering up to 75 minutes plus of steady energy to power your best running performance. If you've been listening to this podcast and you know how important it is to fuel your body for your runs, especially those long runs and races. And one of the biggest questions we get from our athletes is, what should I take with me during a run in order to get that fuel in? And our Healthy Runner coaching team and I have been using UCAN Energy Gels for all of our long runs and races since it launched over a year ago now. We recommend it to all our athletes because it's not made up of sugar, which means it's easy on the stomach, especially for those of you who haven't responded to other gels. The other thing I love about it is the consistency is not thick like its competitors, so it goes down nice and easy, especially when you're running at a hard effort or it's really hot outside. And the other thing is it tastes amazing. So my personal favorite flavor is the strawberry banana um, with pineapple finishing in a close second. However, the most important reason that we recommend it to our athletes, and I use it myself, to power my runs is because it provides that long lasting energy that we need in order to crush that long run or race. So now that you're a part of our healthy runner community, you will get 20% off all your orders using the special link I have in the show notes. Just go to youcan.co, that's .co, not .com, forward slash healthy runner and use the code healthy runner during checkout when placing your order to get your 20% off go ahead and give you can energy gel a try for your next long run trust me you won't regret it what is run walk run and the galloway method of training welcome to episode one or 215 on the Healthy Runner podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. Today, I get the opportunity to chat with a true legend in the running community. The one, the only, Jeff Galloway is here. And for those of you who have been hiding under a rock or not familiar with Jeff's work, before Jeff Galloway became a world-class coach and official training consultant for Run Disney, he was a world-class distance runner who represented the U.S. in the Munich Olympics 
the World Cross Country Championships, and many international events, teaming up with Olympic gold medalist Frank Shorter, Steve Prefontaine, Bill Rogers, and his colleague, roommate, or his college roommate, and Boston Marathon champion, Ambie Burfoot. Jeff opened the first running specialty store actually in the world, and he established the Galloway training programs in over 100 cities and has written 35 books on running, walking, and nutrition. Millions have used the Galloway method through his new training app, weekend retreats, and online coaching. His mission is to help people improve the quality of their lives through fitness without injury, which I love, or exhaustion past the age of a hundred. I just love that. Love it. So today, oh man, this is such a treat for a healthy runner community, Jeff. Thank you so much for accepting my invite to come on the show and chat about really how you have impacted the quality of millions of people's lives uh, throughout your career uh, for many, many decades using the run, walk, run method. Well, I am excited about this. I've been looking forward to it. Uh, any chance that I ever have to help people improve the quality of their lives through exercise, particularly running, I'm going to take it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I love everything that you stand for and the mission that you have, because, you know, myself being a running physical therapist, I share many of those beliefs. And, you know, we really try to change kind of the misconceptions that, you know, running is bad for your knees or you know, your body's just not meant to run and, you know, going into, you know, delving into some of your work, I, I see that that has been really your life mission, uh, which is pretty awesome, pretty cool. And for our listeners, really in this episode, Jeff's going to share, you know, his tips from his wealth of experience and answer some of your listener submitted questions regarding the Galloway training system and I just gave your formal bio, Jeff, and on the show, I always like to start with a little dynamic warm-up like we would before we go for a run. So my first question to you is, if these past five years are a chapter in your life, what's this chapter about? It's all about uh, overcoming challenges, both uh, in my personal life and also in my businesses. Uh, in terms of personal life, I had a heart attack during this period. Uh, it was really uh, uh, blindsided by it because I didn't have any risk factors. And it turns out that it was due to Agent Orange exposure during my Vietnam term when I was uh, stationed in the combat zone. But um, the whole mission then for me personally was to rebound and to make a comeback, which I am making, and I'll never be able to run like I did before, but I can run to whatever I want to gently, and I get all the mental benefits as a result of this. So um, that has been a really, really great learning experience, and one that has enabled me to help people with all types of comeback issues and also cardiovascular issues. The uh, uh, business aspect uh, was hit extremely hard by COVID and uh, we really are still suffering from that. Uh, and we really don't know what uh, the ultimate uh, will be, but we have had uh, a run in business for more than 50 years and it's been a wonderful term for us. And if it ended tomorrow, we've changed the lives of millions of people. And that's really what we wanted to do. Uh, but it is a, a tough time for businesses. And I've also learned things from that challenge. You, you always learn more from challenges than you do from successes. Oh, isn't that the truth, right? And you know, even when we try something, right, learning comes from, you know, quote unquote failure, right? And it's only a failure if you don't learn, right? There's all those different uh, sayings. And yeah, I, I had no clue actually about the, you know, the heart attack and, um, you know, glad to hear that you're doing well and, you know, your health is on the mend and that you're able to run and, you know, get those mental health benefits 
uh, that you speak of. And yeah, I'm sure it definitely has given you, you know, somewhat of a new perspective for those that do struggle with cardiovascular disease and, you know, getting back into an active lifestyle. And I'm sure your reach has, you know, exponentially uh, expanded uh, even since that time, because you're able to kind of speak to that even from going through personal experiences and, yeah, overcoming, you know, COVID with the business, I can't imagine, you know, what you went through for the scale of, you know, how many programs, how many runners that you were um, working with. And um, it's good to see, like, I just met you at uh, Run Disney um, in the expo. And it seems like, you know, your presence and how many people just want to like meet you. And, you know, how many, how many lives like you've changed and impacted and, I would say, you know, from at least an outsider standpoint, perspective wise, it looks like, you know, you're definitely bouncing back and, you know, coming back even stronger um, after COVID. So that's definitely uh, a good thing to see. And uh, I'm happy to see, you know, definitely, you know, someone who started from like the ground up and, you know, opened up your running store. And I've heard some of some of those, you know, backstories to see the success you've had and the biggest thing that every single person that I come in contact with or have mentioned, you know, I told many people that I got to meet you in person at Run Disney Expo. And everyone says the same thing, honestly, of like, what a true genuine person you are. And it, it seems like even though all of, you know, the, the fame going to the Olympics, right? Um, and success you've had as, you know, an elite runner, and then you know, starting this company, starting this whole uh, philosophy that we're going to talk about today in training method. Um, it's just so great to see someone like yourself with success and what you've built, just still be a, a normal, humble person that, you know, we can have a conversation. So uh, I'm just, you know, grateful to have you be able to share some of your goodness with our healthy runner uh, community. So thanks again. Well, uh, you're also part of the team of us that are trying to help people improve the quality of life. So I commend you for doing this podcast and your career and, and everything. So let's keep doing it. Let's do it. And um, uh, one question kind of outside of running that um, a couple of our community members wanted to know, they were kind of curious about, you know, besides running, do you have any other hobbies that you enjoy? Not really. Um, I uh, I do a lot of traveling, uh, obviously, and uh, I love travel, but that just works into whatever else I'm doing. So if I had a hobby, it would be travel. Travel. Yeah. Favorite place that you've ever traveled to? Well, they're like children. They're different, uh, <laughs> the, the locations. And so uh, th there really isn't any list of one through five, but uh, there are categories there. And for the history, Greece, uh, for the warmth of the people and the uh, interesting uh, aspects of uh, uh, life and, and religion and so forth, Italy is, is uh, a favorite. Um, but, you know, I've really enjoyed traveling throughout the Far East. Uh, I had an extremely interesting trip to Saudi Arabia, giving clinics over there, and uh, been to Africa two times. So it's really a wonderful world out there of runners, and they they really appreciate the run, walk, run. It. it has really opened running up to so many people. And they tell me that it's a wonderful life for me to hear their stories. Right. I'm sure. And yeah, running is one of those, uh, quote unquote languages, right. That, that does, uh, transmit through different cultures, different, um, you know, languages, right. I like everyone throughout the world runs at some point, uh, during their life. And yeah, that is, I've never been to Greece or Italy, but it is definitely on my bucket list, um, especially my heritage is from Italy. So I would like to be able to go and visit and, you know, see where my ancestors uh, came from. Um, but let's get into really 
what honestly what uh, a lot of people probably tuned into today's uh you know topic and that is really this run walk run uh method um how did you originally come up with with this method i had just opened my running store back in 1973 <clears throat> and uh, early on during the first month uh, a, a fellow came in to buy some shoes and his job was to coordinate a series of classes uh, not for credit for a local university and so after we talked about running and my mission and helping people improve their lives uh, he said you should teach a class uh, one of my classes and so I agreed and first class had 22 people in it <clears throat> and um Every one of them were bare beginners. It was a beginning running class. Um, and so I didn't know how I was going to keep some of these people running because I'd never had any experience with bare beginners. And these people were. So I uh, did a little test, a pretest, in doing a little walk jog around a city park where we met. And naturally, the group, the bit larger group of 22, subdivided into three subgroups. And each week, I would meet um, on a different day of the week at my store, one of the groups. And I would go out and do a run, walk, run with them. Uh, and uh, right away, I, I didn't know how to... Um, organize the walk breaks but i knew we were going to have to take a lot of walk breaks and so what i settled on real quickly was huffing and puffing as soon as anyone would huff and puff in the group everybody would walk and uh, as a result of doing this for 10 weeks uh, not only did every one of those bare beginners finish either a 5 or a 10k with no problems, but there were no injuries. And I had never been with a group of, uh, of you know, a dozen or more runners over two months that didn't have injuries. Uh, and I realized right from the get-go that it was the strategic walk breaks before people got overextended that uh, would do the trick. So. I started collecting data, and we now have more than half a million people in our database. This is really what governs uh, so much of the advice that we give, because we have databased it, and we can sort and figure out, based on that person's uh, current ability, uh, what the right run-walk-run strategy would be. Wow, that is uh, fascinating. And... Yeah, I, I just love that it it came out of just necessity of, you know, the huffing and puffing and you just felt like the effort was too high. So and I just love how everyone in the group actually, you know, walked as well and just embraced it. And that is fascinating to know that you did notice, you know, the the correlation there with injuries as well. And, you know, coming from, you know, my physical therapist brain and you know, treating a lot of injured runners in my career, um, it sounds like you kind of recognize that early on, you know, now we're talking decades later, you know, where do you see really the run, walk, run method fitting into um, the recovery mix for those runners that might come to you that are frequently injured, like so many of the ones that I, you know, see and work with, um, who are really struggling with these reoccurring injuries. And they, you know, just say that, you know, this plantar fasciitis keeps coming back. My IT band always, you know, keeps coming back. Like, where do you really see your method kind of fitting into, um, for those runners? Well, um, as you know, uh, specialists like yourself tend to have a jaded view of runners because, all you see are runners that are injured. And right. I've talked to a lot of doctors that say, oh, running's going to injure you because that's all I see. Well, you know, they come to the doctor because they're injured, right? but they don't have to if they have the right training. 
and basically, uh, the concept is really based on evolution. Uh, there's a really great book that I use as a source book called The Story of the Human Body. It's written by an evolutionary biologist from Harvard who spent 50 years in the field. And uh, he cites, based on a whole lot of research, that our ancient ancestors did very little long distance running, that most of what they did for transportation was walking. We are designed to be long distance walkers. And virtually, we are designed to keep walking day and night, night and day, as long as we can get some food during our walks. But um, the running was used by our ancestors, according to the anthropologists that study ancient man, but it was used in short segments. And the main reason to back this up is that the leading cause of death for our species has been to this day starvation. And uh, our ancestors, particularly in the first four million years of, of the six million years that uh, Homo sapiens has been on this earth, uh, starvation was right around the corner because they really had trouble getting enough food. And they weren't about to go out and run long distances and use up the limited resources of food so much quickly and then starve to death. So they walked, which is very efficient and very efficient way to go and then uh, search out more food. But I will say that uh, my best chapter uh, in that book, Story of the Human Body, was the uh, period of time between two million and one million years ago when our ancestors developed for the time an innovative form of hunting called persistence hunting. And what it really is, is run, walk, run. The uh, ancestors would spy an animal they wanted for dinner. They would jog a little towards it and spook it. It would sprint off and uh, they would stalk it walking up and then see it again, run again. And over the span of several hours in hot Africa, the animal would go into heat exhaustion because animals don't have sweat glands and we do. And uh, the animal would keel over and dinner would be served. Uh, it was during that period, by the way, that our human brains developed to what they are today based on the number of additional challenges that those hunts and the coming together of the tribe uh, caused to happen. So I'm very pleased that Run, Walk, Run helped our brains develop too. Wow. Yeah, that is so fascinating. And I have heard those stories before, and I, I love how you kind of tied it to our DNA and our evolution and how we evolved as a species, um, that we are literally meant to run, walk, run. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to take off on that to answer your question, because the fact is, we were not designed to run nonstop for long distances. Uh, and when we try to do that, we're going to get injured or exhausted and have a lot of other problems that could come up as a result of that. But if you go back to what our ancestors prepared us to do, and that is to run a little bit and then take a walk break very often, with the walk breaks, each one will erase the stress buildup on the weak links that cause you to break and will also restore the muscle so that it doesn't get exhausted and you can keep going and going and going. Yes, indeed. And th that's really literally why so many runners, you know, who nowadays how popular the marathon has become, or even, you know, and run Disney doing the dopey challenge. There are, I, you would probably know the numbers better than myself, but I feel like at least almost 50% of the, you know, the dopey challenge runners run at least, you know, a couple of those races, right. With the, the run, walk, run method. And they're able to complete it because they've actually implemented that strategy. Well, for, um, due to talking to 
thousands of these dopey runners during the weekends, uh, probably well over 10,000 of them who've done the dopey, I can say that the percentage is much higher than 50%. Wow. It's, it's more like 98% because uh, when you take on a challenge like the dopey or ultra marathons, almost everybody puts walk breaks in. They realize that they're just simply not going to make it or not they won't make it uh, before the balloon ladies unless they put those walk breaks in right from the beginning. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength, nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope to either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again. Here is their inspiring story. Hi, I wanted to take a few moments uh, to share with all of you why I joined the Spark Healthy Runner program. My name is Stephanie Zimmerman. I've been running for about 20 years off and on, um, but not real long distances until the last year. And I had found a training program online to do my first marathon in May of this year. And that training program went pretty well. I finished the marathon and, um, and then I decided, hey, since I did that, I'm now going to do the Dopey Challenge at Walt Disney World. And so I then embarked on another training plan that I just kind of found online. And about a month and a half out before this big race, I started experiencing IT band pain. And I had heard about that over the years. Um, and I had actually stumbled onto Dwayne Scotty's um, Healthy Runner podcast and had heard about, hey, when people are injured, there is a way that you can still run because I had gone to a local physical therapist who had helped me many times over the years with other issues, not running related specifically. And uh, they were like, oh, you gotta stop running and all this. I'm like, listen, I invested quite a bit and I need to get to this dopey challenge down in Walt Disney World. And so I decided, well, let me touch base with Dwayne Scotty. And so I did that and he helped me so much. It's been a wonderful experience working with him. I decided to work directly with him with this condition. They do offer other um, opportunities and things that you can do, but I decided to go right to the source and he helped me understand the Galloway method, which is a way that you can run and then walk and then run and then walk. And, um, we started very slowly. When I started out, I could not go even three miles without pain. And uh, within a month and a half to, yeah, that's all it was until the big four races. Uh, if you don't know what a dopey challenge is at Walt Disney World, you run a 5K, then a 10K, a half marathon, and a full marathon over a four-day period. And by using that methodology, I was able to complete all four races. Um, the half marathon was cut a little, a little short down to seven miles due to the weather. Um, so that was kind of helpful for me. Uh, but I actually was able to fully run because uh, Dwayne had said, hey, if you're feeling good in that marathon at 20 miles in, go for it. And I ran the last six miles and it felt great. So I cannot recommend his coaching program enough. Um, pretty much gonna be sticking through, I'm be working with him through March. And then I'm probably going to join the year, uh, well, there's like another level of program I can join. And then there's a year long program. So I'm not going anywhere because I'm now we're starting from the get go and building up my strength uh, so that I can run long distances, but have the right mobility and strength underneath all of that and do it the right way instead of just pulling things off the internet and doing my best. So, so I've had awesome results and, um, I think anyone who, uh, will work with Dwayne Scotty and his crew are going to have amazing results. So I, so go for it and um, you'll see me around. All right. Take care. Bye now. 
I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope. If you want the one-on-one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the the behind-the-scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com to learn more and book your strategy call with me today. Now let's get back into this episode. Yeah, let's let's talk about those walk breaks a little bit um, because we had some questions in our community about this, just some kind of clarifications and um, how we perform these walk breaks. Are, are we looking to do these as like power walk breaks or do you recommend for most of your runners like more of a relaxed walk break? More of a relaxed uh, style. The power walking actually has been shown in several studies to produce a higher injury rate than running. Uh, So you just want to walk in a natural way. Now, it is possible to speed up your walk for races by doing my cadence drill for walking as well as running. But with a, a walking cadence drill, you can pick up the speed and uh, you won't have to have the injuries that long strides and power walking produce. Oh, that makes sense. And when I think about, you know, one of the most common kind of form um, cues that I, I usually give a runner, especially who are struggling with like shin splints or knee pain is um, that they're overstriding with their running gait pattern. But like you said, with walking or kind of that power walking, yeah, if someone's kicking their foot all the way out in front of them, they have that much more ground reaction forces that are coming up, being transmitted through their body. So I love that you have kind of a cadence drill for walking because we talk about that like for running a lot, but I've never heard someone refer to it um, for walking. And do you have someone just um, take shorter steps and, you know, maintain a higher cadence during the walking portions? Well, whether for running or walking, the whole concept of the cadence drill is to focus on counting your steps. And so uh, what we do in our programs is set up either a 15 second or a 30 second interval. And uh, if you use a a beeper like our timers that we have uh, or our app, um, and by the way, the app has a free download and a free run, walk, run timer. So you can set up the timer for whatever run, walk, run you want. But on the cadence drill, I, I generally recommend 15 seconds or 30 seconds. So when it beeps right at the first, you start counting how many times your left or your right foot touches until it beeps at the end of the interval. And then you take a, about a 30 second walk break uh, and do it again. And your object on the second one and successive ones is to get at least one more count. And so if you had uh, a count say of 35 on the first one, you want to get 36 at least, and then keep adding an additional count. And that is the process, whether you're doing it uh, with a run or a walk. And over the span of four of these in a row, you have turned on circuits in your brain to make it happen. Uh, And one of the other great things about the cadence drill is that because you are counting, you're turning on your human brain. That is the mathematical brain, but it's also the brain that will give you control over your motivation. Uh, I learned when I wrote my mental training book that low motivation is often due to the fact that you're not turning on your human brain when you run, you're letting the ancient subconscious brain be in control. And what happens when you do that is the subconscious brain starts monitoring stress. And as the distance of your run gets longer or the heat gets hotter or the cold gets colder, you're going to have a lot of stress and the ancient brain will secrete 
anxiety hormones and then negative hormones to get you to stop what you're doing. Uh, if you have a strategy like the cadence drill and you're counting, you're turning on your human brain that overrides the ancient brain and stops the flow of the negative hormones. But when it comes to improving your form, um, by focusing on the count, you turn on that human brain that then starts figuring out how to do it. And what it usually ends up doing is getting you over a period of weeks and months to stay lower to the ground, having a lighter touch of the foot, and shortening your stride. And the studies back this up. For example, uh, studies going back more than 75 years on biomechanics of running show that as runners get faster, even at the world-class level, their stride length shortens. So the key mechanically to faster running is greater cadence and not stride length. Right, it's that turnover time. And I just love how we had a conversation about kind of reducing injuries and increasing cadence during the walk break. And, and then we just got a, uh, 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 you know, golden nugget on kind of mental training and strategies, because I talk about that often with my athletes in terms of, you know, those kind of fight mantras at the end of a race and using something like counting and like a counting drill of just counting to 10 to be able to, but I love how you kind of integrated, um, you know, the parts of our brain where we go back to the primitive brain when, you know, we just want to stop, but we can use some of those numbers to kind of distract ourselves and um, turn on a different part of our brain to kind of keep going. Uh, but another benefit to, to using uh, the cadence drill, I love it. Um, so a little bit more about the, the walk breaks, because I, I think this, this tended to be most of the questions that honestly came in um, when I kind of put out, you know, an announcement that I was going to bring you on the show. And, you know, what is the optimal pace for the walk breaks? Is there an optimal pace that someone should be walking at? No, there's absolutely not. Okay. Uh, and we discovered this when we started doing research on our Galloway training groups back in the late 70s. We found that, um, when, a, first of all, we have a component of our training called the magic mile that very accurately predicts what a person is capable of running. And so uh, people who join our program don't get in over their head and don't run too fast in the beginning. And due to the magic mile, we can set up a safe run, walk, run amount of each so that people know what they should be running and what they should be walking. Uh, so as a result of the data, now we have more than 100,000 in the database about uh, the uh, magic mile. Uh, we are able to uh, figure out what would be the ratio. Now, it's a ratio that we're talking about. For example, if you're trying, to, if your um, magic mile says that you can run a uh, 12 minute per mile pace during long runs, then that would dictate either a 60-second run, 30-second walk, a 45-second run, uh, and a 30-second walk, or a lot of people are running 12-minute per mile pace now with a 30-30, 30, 30 seconds each. Um, but the, the way that we discovered in the 70s in looking at our groups is that during the run portion, the runners would coalesce together and run together. But during the walk, they spread it, they spread out because some people naturally like a slower or faster walk than others. And so we do not dictate what pace a person should walk. We let them recover and then figure out what they're going to have to do with the uh, speed of the run to compensate or the speed of the walk. And okay. it's natural. It, it becomes uh, a really intuitive exercise 
once you get into run, walk, run. Okay. And I definitely have some follow-up questions with the magic mile, but first you mentioned recover during the walk breaks. So what does recovery mean? Is it uh, effort-based? Do you rely on heart rate? Do you use like an RPE scale, rating of perceived exertion? Um, how, how, how do you define like recovering during the walk breaks? The simple fit, the simple uh, indicator is what I started out with, with run, walk, run. It's your natural heart monitor, which is huffing and puffing. If your huffing and puffing is increasing, you're going into oxygen debt. You're exceeding your speed limit. And so you back off. And the first best way to do that is to adjust your run, walk, run to a more conservative ratio of running to walking. Okay. All right. And if someone is not recovering enough during these walk breaks, then do you recommend they walk slower or lengthen the walk interval? Usually it is uh, to shorten the run portion and uh, make the walk uh, breaks more frequent. Okay. All right. So in other words, I get uh, (laughs) at, at races, Uh, and particularly the Disney races, uh, folks that come up and are using the wrong ratio for the pace that they were running. Most commonly, the uh, ratio of running to walking was appropriate 10 years ago, but they're not training as hard, and they're 10 years older than they were 10 years ago, and so they are struggling to go at the pace, but they're still trying to do that, and that means that the run walk run ratio should also be adjusted uh, as you get older. But the magic mile is the key to all of this, and it is really amazingly accurate in predicting what your current potential is. Okay, so you've mentioned it twice now. This magic mile—it sounds magical, right? It's like Disney. Um, how how does one perform the uh, magic mile? It is done uh, every second or third week throughout a training program. Uh, Your first one should not be run super fast at all. You uh, should run the first half mile um, at a pace that is comfortable for you. And uh, during the second half mile of that very first magic mile, you could pick up the pace a little if you're feeling good but no sprinting allowed. Now, after the first one, you have a goal for the next one, and that is to beat the time that you ran on the first one. And uh, you can either take walk breaks during the magic mile or run it nonstop, but most people that have done it both ways find that they run faster, at least by a little bit, with some form of a walk break because they don't slow down at the end. Uh, So after that first one, then uh, you can set up a strategy for the run, walk, run and a pacing strategy to get you faster and faster on each magic mile. Uh, And then you can take the magic mile time and either use my app to tell you what is currently predicted for your race goal or what your safe pace would be for a long run. And then with that, you will get the suggestion for run, walk, run to accomplish that goal. But uh, most of the people who are struggling and running are exceeding their speed limit. And by using the magic mile, you can figure out what that is because uh, almost everybody I talk to who's exceeding their speed limit don't know that they're exceeding the speed limit because they don't use any assessment tool. And uh, uh, my Galloway program is a series of cognitive thoughts to give you the information you need to move forward. I love it. So you're able to kind of assess, reflect, think about like what you are actually doing and implementing in training um and then improve right like improve over time and the tools that we have 
gives you control over that process instead of just flying blindly into uh, exhaustion and injury. Right, right. I love that. And so with the magic mile, let's say someone ran it in 12 minutes, 14 minutes, they can go on your app and it will literally kind of predict what would be the best um, run walk interval, whether it's 30, 30, 60, 30, it will pretty much like be prescriptive. Does that depend upon the distance that they're training for if it's a 5k or if it's a marathon? Well, long runs are consistent throughout because uh, we have found that there is no pace that is too slow for long runs. Uh, as a matter of fact, through research, we found that even if you are forced to walk all of the long runs, you will get the same endurance that you would if you ran it. And we've had so many people with various issues who had to walk many of the long runs or all of them and ended up running extremely fast times. Yes, we've even had people run under three hours who walked a majority of their long runs during a marathon program. So it's really very possible. Um, and I'll give you an example on how the magic mile computation works. Let's say that you run a 10-minute magic mile, which is a very common magic mile time for beginners. Mm -hmm. What that predicts right then is that your fastest marathon uh, that could be predicted currently would be a 13-minute-per-mile pace, and a half marathon would be a 12-minute-per-mile pace. Uh, it also would tell you the run, walk, run, which for 13 minutes would be one and one, wouldn't be one and one, but a one and one ratio. It would be 30, 30, 20, 20, or 15, 15. Those would be seconds each. And uh, then the, uh, the 12 minute per mile would be 60, 30, 45, 30, or 30, 30. Uh, and so by using these tools, you can see how you're doing. And uh, almost every single person during the season is going to improve their magic mile. With each improvement, then, you're predicting a faster finish time in your goal race. And that's always good to satisfy the ego to see improvement. Right. Absolutely. And just from that example you gave, is it true that if someone is a faster runner, we're going to use that in air quotes, right? Um, let's just say someone was running an eight minute pace for a marathon, would their interval be longer? So they're actually running for a longer period of time? Yes, that is true. Um, okay. So let's say that uh, a person is running a uh, an eight minute per mile pace. Mm -hmm. uh, the ratio for that is to run four minutes and walk 30 seconds or to run 20 seconds and, uh, excuse me, to uh, run uh, three minutes and walk 20 seconds. Uh, and there are other ratios too, but uh, right. the fact is the faster you are able to run as shown by the Magic Mile, the longer your run segment would be. And, and, or in some cases you would shorten the walk segment. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah, I would imagine because instinctively from, again, just knowing, you know, what I know about the body and how it does like to adapt, you know, gradually over time. And most people, um, aren't very patient and they don't allow their body to adapt. And that's why I love your your method because it kind of is prescriptive in, in allowing someone to adapt to the demands of running. Um, but how about established runners and in quote unquote, faster runners, um, you know, who are maybe, you know, they're used to running eight minute pace in a marathon or maybe even a seven minute pace in a marathon. Um, you know, have you found, um, benefits for those runners? And it, I would imagine, is it, more performance-based benefits that um, some of the runners 
who you guys work with, or is it because they have been getting injured frequently? Well, that's the point. If if a person is not getting injured and is not exhausted at the end of a marathon uh, and is running nonstop, then I, I and wants to, I would never try to talk them out of it. But if they are getting injured, if they are exhausted at the end, there is a method, my run, walk, run method that can keep them away from that. And the result of that when uh, nonstop runners shift to the right run, walk, run strategy in a marathon, the average is 15, excuse me, 13 minutes faster by those who find the right run, walk, run. And um, in the half marathon, it's over seven minutes faster. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I believe it too. Um, yeah. That's fascinating. Very fascinating. And we, it sounds like the magic mile is really key to determining um, what the actual prescription would be in terms of like, you know, the time that you're actually running, the time you're walking. Um, if someone has been a Galloway runner for a while and they've been using your method and, you know, they're looking to maybe they were training for a marathon and now they want to really focus on like the half marathon distance. Um, you know, how would you recommend they kind of change their outlook in training? Um, you know, would it be not even talking interval wise, but would you recommend increasing or decreasing number of days of running per week or the mileage that they're running throughout the week? Well, the key to any long distance race is the long run and building the long run up to uh, to be hopefully more than the race distance itself. Uh, why? Because you're going to have a whole lot fewer negative mental messages if you have already done the distance of the race or more within two or three weeks prior to the race itself. Uh, and the other reason why is that you'll run faster uh, when a runner used to run 10 miles as their longest before uh, running a half marathon. And then they shifted in a new training program to our suggestion of 14 miles on a two finish program. Uh, the resulting improvement has been around seven minutes also. So there's a lot of time improvement from shifting to the right run, walk, run, and also from lengthening the long run. Uh, we had a, a woman come up to our booth a couple of weeks ago at the uh, Marathon to Finish Breast Cancer in Jacksonville, Florida, who came by to thank me for helping her qualify for Boston. And it turns out that uh, she uh, was a relatively new runner had been running for two years, had run several marathons, and uh, she discovered my method and it, it did away with her aches and pains. So she entered this one marathon and lo and behold, she ran 28 minutes faster with my method and qualified for Boston. And this is, is not unusual. This is actually very usual. At the Disney races, I hear person after person that's improved more than 20 minutes uh, in uh, half marathons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely believe it. Um, it is amazing. And as I've gotten into, you know, kind of going from clinician, you know, treating injured runners in the clinic and now helping them, you know, design their plans and kind of coach and work with them and just adding in the walk breaks and how, much better they feel. And, you know, it is that I, I, I feel like it's that bridge to getting someone from injured, they're rehabbing, they're not running to now they've been cleared by their doctor and they're like, okay, get back to running, you know, go ahead and try to run for 10 minutes and see how it goes. If you don't have pain, do it again, you know, in two days from that. And I just love how kind of structured walk run intervals can allow someone, quite frankly, for a lot of the common running related 
you know, overuse injuries that we wind up seeing due to training errors, um, that someone could actually still run, get the mental benefits you spoke about earlier and allow their tissues to actually still heal. And so they're, they're continuing to do what they love and their body gets healthier. And now they're allowing their body to adapt to the demands of running. So from a, a PT standpoint, it makes sense with how, you know, tissues heal. And I just love that, you know, you've developed this, like, you know, you're, you're a pioneer, you know, you've developed this long before, um, many rehab specialists, honestly, were even thinking about this and, or it became, you know, known. And like, I have not been out, you know, that long, like I've been a physical therapist 21 years, but you know, the beginning of my career, yes, I was telling patients like, yeah, you, you, you have runner's knee, you have telephoral pain. It's because you're running. So let's just stop running, come to rehab for, you know, six to eight weeks and I'm going to get you better. And then we're going to discharge you and then you can get back to your running. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, I always apologize to all my early patients that uh, I worked with, but, you know, allowing someone to continue running, there's just so, so many benefits. And um, yeah, thank you for clarifying some of these kind of specific questions um, with the method. And I know you mentioned the app earlier, and I know that's kind of been, I believe that's been, you know, fairly new within the uh, training plan. But, you know, what exciting things are really happening um, with Jeff Galloway training in, in 2024? What do you have coming down the pipe here? Well, we uh, are continuing with our beach retreats down on the Panhandle of Florida. Not only beautiful beaches to run on, but there's a trail system right where we are that has about 200 miles of trails through the forest and is wonderful. Plus, we have bike trails and other places to run, too. But uh, those weekend sessions help people understand the method and have uh, uh, a chance to ask all of their questions uh, and to get the direct advice right on the spot and to put all the components together at one time. And so we really uh, enjoy those very, very much. Um, and we uh, will have our uh, weekend in March, the Galloway weekend, my wife, Barb, has a 5K, and and I have a, a, a half marathon. We're changing the concept a little bit this year um, into more of a retreat weekend with a whole host of clinics on motivation, running farther, running faster, uh, staying injury-free, nutrition, and so forth. And this is... Uh, really an upbeat weekend in Atlanta in the middle of March. Um, and we will continue to do our Tahoe camp, which actually is the best retreat we have. It is uh, six days in the Sierras with a different trail every day and just a lot of great people coming from literally around the world. We have mostly uh, folks from the various states, but we also have people from other countries that come in for the opportunity to learn and to uh, really share their uh, running experience with others. It's really a, a fantastic week and people go away motivated for months. I love that. That's like full immersion, right? And yeah, I bet the community is phenomenal. It sounds like, you know, you're in some great places. So who wouldn't love going to Florida or the Sierras? Oh, that sounds, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, and this is the final question that we ask all our guests, Jeff, and it is kind of a misconception question. So for my question for you relating to our topic today is, you know, if you can change the one thing about the misconception of the run, walk, run method, what would that be? Uh, the misconception is that, well, there are several of them, but I'd say the most uh, uh, common one is that they should run a certain portion in the beginning uh, before they took a walk break. And when they start to get tired, 
that's when that they uh, will often start, those that have the misconception, that is. Uh, the actual fact is that the first walk break you take within the first minute can erase all of the fatigue and stress buildup. If you wait even a mile before taking a walk break, you've got one mile of stress on your legs that you'll never get rid of on that run. And if you want to run nonstop, the time to do it is at the end when you can pass a whole lot of people. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that would be the, the major one. But uh, there are a number of other misconceptions, and uh, I address those in my various books. The fact is that run, walk, run more than anything else you can do in running will give you control over your enjoyment, your ability to run faster, your desire to be injury free, and it'll bring you the joy of running. Oh, man, that is amazing, Jeff, honestly. Um, thank you so much for sharing this with us. And you know, for those of you listening, I hope you're inspired by this man. He is like, he is so inspirational. And I just love how this, you know, system that he's developed is inclusive to all runners, whether you're a beginner, whether you're a frequently injured runner, whether you're an experienced runner, maybe you've taken off running, you know, during the COVID years and you're getting back into it, but now you're in your fifties. Right. Like there are so many runners that can benefit from this approach. And today we really, you know, spent a good amount of time talking about the details of the run, walk, run. But I think and I hope you can appreciate like I have during this conversation that Jeff is so much more than that. Right. That there's so much more behind the actual uh, intervals and, you know, the run, walk, run method in terms of, you know, mental strength and just motivation and accountability and, and, and lifestyle change and, and what running can do for you and your health. Um, so Jeff, if I'm sure there's going to be so many people who have resonated with what you've had to say today, how can our healthy runner community connect with the Galloway community? Well, the best way is to go to jeffgalloway.com and you can either download the app. It's a free download and free run, walk, run timer. Uh, or you can um, just uh, go there and and partake of the immense amount of uh, knowledge that is there. We have uh, content that is organized into subject areas. So find out what your subject area is and uh, go for it. It also explains about our retreats and the other informational sessions that we have. Uh, so it and finally, it has a free email service. Uh, so you can just go to jeffgalloway.com and email any questions to me. Just put ask Jeff in the subject line. Oh, I love it. And yeah, Jeff, just like when we met at the Run Disney Expo, you know, this was truly a treat to have you on the show today. And, you know, I really appreciate you taking your time uh, from your busy schedule and sharing your expertise and educating all of us and how we can run for longevity um, in mind. And I loved in your tagline, how you said to run, you know, beyond a hundred, uh, I constantly say, you know, run into my eighties or I'm in the box. So I love that you've already, you've increased the age. We're all running to a hundred um, and we're going to live for longevity because we are runners. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. I, I truly, truly do appreciate it. Well, we're making the world a, a better place. And I really uh, comment again, Dwayne, you're doing the job. So let's keep working together. Oh, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. And and those that are listening, whether you're listening to this during a run right now, um, in your commute, in your car, or you're watching the video version on our Spark Healthy Runner YouTube channel, I appreciate you. Um, and if you've gotten any value out of this, I just ask, copy the link wherever you're listening to this and share it with someone who is maybe not even a running friend, honestly, because we've just talked about 
how this can be inclusive to anyone who wants to start running. So if you have a friend, you have a family member that just needs to get more active, like this can be a phenomenal way for them to get more active and improve their health. So copy the link, share it with them. Um, be like, hey, take a listen to this. Like, I think this might be helpful for you. Um, and as always, guys, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of our Six Steps to Growing as a Runner framework at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, follow our Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner. Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner five leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you don't forget hit the subscribe button on apple podcast or the follow button on spotify so you don't miss the next episode of healthy runner so you can maintain a strong mind a strong body and just keep running Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for a one-on-one signature coaching program. Thank you again. I really, truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.